Hi, I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. G'day and uh, welcome to this 17th episode of uh, Men With Spirit at Radio Karam. This is a show where we encourage men to get out of their heads and more into their hearts. And uh, what we'd normally do at this stage is to say that uh, this is the show we'll be delving in. The show we'll be delving further into the work we do in our regular men's group meetings. But this week we're going to be trying something a little bit different. With the help of our guest, we will be lifting the lid on secret women's business. Yay! <laughs> yeah, finally! Uh, well, well, finally. <laughs> well, perhaps not everything. Anyhow. Uh, anyway, I'm Peter Anthony, and here's my co-host, Steve Angel. G'day, Peter. How are you? I'm... Uh I'm actually. Well, do you want to do you want the, the full story? Yes, always, I'm, I'm always feeling, the I'm full feeling story, very Peter. Up, very upbeat and uh, purposeful, I'd say. Very uh, on uh, on purpose. I hope you've been uh, very productive over the last week. I, I, I've been a busy boy. You have busy boy, but a lot a lot been happening. I think a lot been happening in your life as well. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things we had uh, last Friday, we've been plugging it for the last few shows, and we finally had the uh, the gala event for Radio Karam, which was a huge uh, success and um, made uh, well made a little bit of money uh, for Radio Karam. They've got very modest uh, ambitions, but they were doing an absolutely fantastic job. And one of the really highlight, the real highlights of the evening was that uh, Marcus Mulcahy, the station manager, who's been behind this uh, initiative for uh, ten years now. He was recognised for his visionary work and given a lifetime membership of Radio Karen, which I think was very, very well deserved. Very well deserved, absolutely. Yeah. And um, we also had some feedback uh, during the week, Steve, on last week's program on um, I thought it was growth. good. Was it good? <laughs> <laughs> of course you said it was good. I'll tell you what one of our listeners said. They also thought it was good, as it turns out, but they did make a suggestion. Remember we came up with that hack list of um, uh, things that people would do to, uh, what shall we say, hold themselves accountable for their own growth and everything. Yeah. And this listener said one of the things that they found helps them, um, and I think we alluded it to some extent, but I think she really um, summarised it very nicely, is to be aware and continually ask yourself um, regarding any thoughts, behaviours or hot buttons that get pressed why and, and why do I behave or react in a particular way when certain things happen? And then to, des- then to decide what you're going to do about it. And, and if you t- decide to take action, then, then take action and change. So that was uh, good feedback. So we can add that to our list of um, life hacks uh, that we shared last week. Excellent. Add that to the list. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, uh, no, no, it was a really, that was really good feedback, actually, because it's a very obvious one that we should have included. Um, so thank you to whoever gave us that feedback. Yeah, and I think it's it's great, and it, we really do like people to give us some feedback and uh, suggestions for improvement and anything that can uh, add to the knowledge we're trying to share. The other interesting thing that I picked up on this week, Steve, was the um, uh, they re- re- announced the results for the 2021 census, and there was a figure in there which I found quite amazing which was um, in, in some respects that almost 40% of the population now 
responded to the um, as having no religion, which I thought was interesting, but didn't surprise me because they they don't have an option there that says I'm spiritual but not religious. Um, and I know a lot of people that tick the no religious box, not religious box, or no religion, because they don't embrace a particular religion as such. But nonetheless, they're quite spiritual. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an interesting. Um, when you delve into it, what's behind it? Because certainly in the work that we're doing, we find a lot of people uh, may have been brought up in a particular religion, but these days don't necessarily follow those beliefs. But nonetheless, they have this deep inner knowing uh, of something more, and they want that connectedness, if you like. So I'd say that they're quite spiritual, but mm-hmm. not religious. And that's why so many people sort of reach out to us and to other groups, uh, like-minded groups. Yeah, I can understand that. I think I can relate that to myself. You know, I, I definitely grew up religious, you know, in that respect. Um, but I, would, I wouldn't consider myself religious now in any way, but definitely spiritual because I do believe in something bigger than myself. Yeah. And, and, and that is in no way, shape or form trying to, uh, intending to criticise any religions at all. It's just making the point that people are identifying as not being religious, but nonetheless being quite spiritual. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, anything, anything else you want to add in terms of what you've been up to and insights you've gained over the last week? No, I'll, I'll let them come throughout the show. <laughs> right, oh, good on you. Well, let's uh, introduce our topic and guest for today. And uh, we're being a bit cheeky in saying that we're going to lift the lid on some secret women's business. But to some extent we are, but uh, it's a bit broader than that. Um, drawing on the first-hand experience of our guest, Elka Newell, we are going to be exploring as, uh, what some women and teenagers who want to grow and develop get up to when they get together in groups. Uh, it's a tropic topic that uh, intrigues many men, just as many women are intrigued by what men get up to when they uh, get, up, get together. So um, we're very pleased to welcome... To the microphone, Alpin Newell, who's the co-founder of Spirited New Beginnings, the healing hub in Frankston. Welcome, Elka. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Welcome. Hello. Delighted. How are Delighted. you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. I feel honoured to be part of a, a Men With Spirit show, given that I'm a, a woman. <laughs> and we're going to lift the lid. Not quite sure what, but... <laughs> no, we, we are... no. You've been integral in actually helping us with the Men With Spirit group because we do use your venue. You do. And, and not only that, Steve, if you recall, I think um, I'd been talking to Elka about setting up a men's group called Men With Spirit and everything, and then she said, you should speak to, to Steve because he's yeah, been having the same. Exactly and and Elka was actually a, sort of a, um, a matchmaker in those early a, days. A conduit. Yes. <laughs> a conduit. Which so we're most appreciative. Yeah, and look, where it's, look what's happened. Look what you've been responsible for now. <laughs> that's well, all your fault. You're still talking to each other, so that's a good sign. <laughs> it is. We it are. is. Can you um, perhaps just tell us a bit about yourself and, and your journey to get uh, to where you are now? Where would you like me to start? Very well, where you feel very comfortable starting. Okay. Um, I have been on a journey of what I call self-discovery. You can call it spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, from my late 20s. And that was as a result of um, some experiences in my life that were some people might perceive as being quite negative. I was in an abusive marriage which I stayed in for seven years. And um, 
didn't say much, which a lot of women don't. They don't speak up to anybody. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my friends until I decided one day wasn't premeditated in any way. I just got up one day and said, that's it, I've had enough, I'm leaving. And mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because my hairdresser at the time was involved in a, a personal growth organisation and she'd been talking to me for years about what they did. And I really liked the sound of it, but didn't have the courage to go and do anything. So mm -hmm. it's like, still, so when are you going to come and, you know, learn more about yourself? So I, um, I said, I think the time's now. <laughs> Good. So that was the start of my personal journey. And that was when? At what age? Uh, 28. Oh, good, yep. yep. And I'm nearly 68, so that's a long time. Yeah, so what have you been doing in the meantime? I've had lots of spir different spiritual teachers from very many different spiritual traditions. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a, um, a vegetarian slash vegan cafe in Frankston for eight years. Okay, and which was very, very highly regarded, very popular. Well, the idea was that with that was to create a space for people to come in and get away from the outside world. And it, was, it was very – Om Shanti you're talking about. Yeah. And it was very nurturing. It was a great loss to the uh, local community, speaking oh. personally. Oh, well, it was a chapter in my life, so mm. – but mm. it, I love doing it. I love meeting people. Dealing with people is my passion, so – um, it was a wonderful chapter in my life. I learned a lot about myself and I was able to share the things that I'd been learning along the way with people. So that was a, um, a double, you know, not, not a sword, but it was it was two ways of helping people, not mm. just through food, but um, other things. Mm. And you've, you've carried that love of food through now and you these days i think we'll come back to some of the, the things along the way but these days you uh, you're a, a a magnificent maker of uh, cakes of all sorts of things uh, also for all sorts of occasions aren't you that's my creative outlet yes. it's my i moonlight <laughs> as a yeah. cake maker let me say yeah and I do a fantastic job yeah i enjoy it i'm very passionate about it i mm. love it. it's a way to bring joy to people through food absolutely mm. i uh, and that's exactly what you do your cakes are just so uplifting and they have that energy in them which Thank is you. which is great yeah no mm. i really enjoy it so what other significant things have happened to you over these last 40 odd years whatever oh okay um that was probably the the biggest in terms of getting me on the road to my spiritual journey mm. the next one was a health scare mm -hmm. in 1997 where i was diagnosed with leukemia and that was pretty big and we were living overseas at the time and the um, medical attention there was not enough so we came back to melbourne and lived in Mount Eliza for some years. And I went underwent traditional treatment for that mm -hmm. alongside um, natural treatment as well mm -hmm. because I had a firm belief that I couldn't do one without the other. Yep. And mm -hmm. something that the medical profession don't often tell you is that you need to support your immune system while you're undergoing that kind of treatment. Mm -hmm. So, And then I came across – I had a reading with a medium. Mm -hmm. Am I allowed to say his name on air? Well, yeah. Do whatever you like. I had a reading with um, Ian Rogers, who's a, an internationally renowned medium, and that probably changed my life. I'd ha as I said, I have many teachers in my mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. and I found him to be the most honest, have the most integrity. I didn't always like what he told me <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> at yes. the time, but I could walk away and ponder it and go, yep, he's right. Mm -hmm. even though I didn't like hearing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. 
what is it? What's that saying? You don't always um, get what you want, but you get what you, you need. need. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think we all identify with that. And I've done a lot of work with both he and his wife Pearl, who, Pearl Rogers, who's a homeopath over the years. Yeah, we, we had, had, we had Pearl on a couple of. I know. That, that, that's been had an amazing reaction to what Pearl had to say about mm. men's health and andropause. It's, um, it's amazing, isn't it, that nobody, very few people know about it. Yeah, I mentioned yeah. it in my women's group a couple of weeks ago and told uh, them that she was on it. They, none of them, not one of them had heard of andropause. Yeah. I said, you need to listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, you had leukemia in leukemia. Uh, so I went underwent treatment for that mm-hmm. and also worked on myself. Mm-hmm. I learned how to do Reiki, um, which I haven't done for a while now, um, learned other forms of healing, worked with a naturopath, then eventually worked with Pearl. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that was after I'd decided I didn't want to actually leave the earth and I had more of an important job to <laughs> well, do. Well, thank goodness you didn't. Uh, <laughs> very pleased to have you here. But, um, so what led you to decide to co-found a, a healing centre in Frankston? Okay, my very dear friend Julia, who I've known for over 20 years, and we've both been on a similar path of um, personal development, we were having a chat one day and discovered that it was both our dream over many, many years to actually start a collaborative hub rather than just something for us, a, a place where other practitioners could come and obviously join us and we could join them and um, share the knowledge that we'd accrued over the the years that we've been studying with all our different teachers. Mm -hmm. But it was mainly inspired by our work with Ian and Pearl, Mm -hmm. I would have to say, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I believe that the knowledge that we've been given by these people is practical. You know, Mm. we've learned it's it's practical in your life. There's a lot out there in terms of personal development. Yeah. But my experience has been that it's not that practical. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, I'd, I'd agree with you there. But um, and the centre's located at fifty two Car Street in Frankston. In Frankston. Yeah. And how long have you had it going now? Well, we started in two thousand and eighteen, and we were just on the verge of getting it going really well, and then COVID hit. Yes. <laughs> so yes. that uh, caused a few hiccups. Mm. No, that was a, that was a shame. But uh, you've gone from strength to strength. And what what sort of activities or services and that sort of thing do you offer at the uh, healing hub there now? Well, we've got a variety of practitioners. Um, what I do is I'm a, a values coach. I am um, a spiritual counsellor. I've also just completed a, a course in parenting coaching, which I love. I'm really excited about that. Mm. I work a lot with little kids. Mm-hmm who find it difficult to verbalise what's going on for them. So we use I use different methods, play, art, and the same with my groups that I run with mm-hmm. kids as well. Mm-hmm. What else do I do? What are the teenagers? Do you, the uh, teenagers are a little bit more difficult to get on board because I'm sure you remember what being a teenager is mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. We, they think they know it. Well, we think we know everything as a teenager. So... I'm just about to start a group for 18 and 19-year-olds. I've got a couple on board for that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the word will spread from them, but they are the um, more challenging ones. And Elka, what are you hoping to do with the 18 and 19-year-olds? And why did you choose that age group? Uh, to get them to talk about how they're feeling. Because mm-hmm. we live in a world where feelings are sort of, you know, shoved into the corner and it's all about what do you think and, you know, what do you do and... 
when you think about when you meet someone, the first thing you say is, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> you don't ask them how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Most people don't actually want to have that conversation. So it's – and I think the last two years have really um, had an impact on mental health, particularly mm. our young people. Yeah, especially with not being at school as well. Because yep. if you're talking 18, 19, we're also talking those who have just maybe finished high, uh, high school or maybe will be finishing and depending on what year they're in. Um, yeah, so it has not been easy for them and I'm sure there's been some effects of that. Yeah, it's 18 and 19 because those are the two ages of the of the people that I've got at this point. I work with any teens, any mm. age that'll come. <laughs> and will it, be, will it be of both sexes? Or yes. will you probably yeah, just... Yeah. Fo- yeah, okay, no. good. Yeah, and I think that's the uh, really nice thing about the healing hub we've got there. Elka is um, you know, there is common, there's a mixture of men's activities and women's activities, uh, so it brings a lot of different um, energy to the, mm. uh, to the space. Absolutely. And we, as Steve was saying, we meet there weekly, and it has, that's great. Um, what what sort of catchment area do you uh, where do you find people come from to go to the centre there? Oh, look, it varies. We've got people coming from Langwarren. We've got people coming from Carrum, actually, mm-hmm. um, Frankston itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lady that came from Rosebud for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all over Mount Eliza. Yeah, I think people we we've had uh, people coming to some of our stuff from you know the other side of Melbourne. Uh, if they find something that resonates with them, absolutely. They will, you know, for the sake of a half hour, one hour drive, if mm. it's something that uh, makes a difference in their life, they'll make the investment. Absolutely. Especially if they're getting something from it. Mm. What, what other things? Um, I think yoga and art oh, and other things. Uh, Julia, who's my co- the co founder of Spirited mm. New Beginnings and my business partner and my best friend, she does yoga on a Thursday morning and she does an art class on a Wednesday morning. She also does Hanuman healing, mm-hmm. which is, a, as you know, is a form mm-hmm. of emotional energetic healing. Mm-hmm. And I gather she might be doing something somewhere else. Well, shortly. she's moved to Gippsland. So um, last year, it's actually, I think, just on a year since she went there. And she's hoping to start Women with Spirit down there as well as yoga class. Well, she's already doing a yoga class and drawing class. Good. And uh, she spent, what, a couple of days up here at... Uh, in she comes uh, up on a Wednesday and she leaves on a Thursday because oh, she oh. attends a spiritual development circle yeah. on a Wednesday night. Yeah. So best of both worlds. Yeah. And, and you yeah. get to keep, uh, keep in close contact, which is very nice. Elka, what are you proud of with the uh, healing centre that you've created with Julia? That we've created a community for mm. people to come and feel nurtured and feel safe, and, but most of all to grow. Mm-hmm. That's really what our circle, not circle, what our women's group is about. It's about mm. really helping people to grow and to understand themselves and you know where they're going in their life and, and what's holding them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why do you want to do that? Um, because help people grow. my experience of working with people is that most people don't know themselves. Mm-hmm. And I th- if I can facilitate them finding out that I can't do it for them I can't help them but I can support them I don't like the word help because that for me that kind of means like a judgment that they're not okay in the first place Mm -hmm. it's just helping them to look at their uh, the impact that their past has on their present Mm -hmm. and um, yeah it's really getting them to understand themselves I think if you understand yourself first Mm -hmm. then life is a lot easier understand your your part in your life as well Mm. yeah that is a big one isn't it it is and um 
I know we'll talk more about what actually happens in, in the groups. And, but t- tell me, what, what kind of people or what kind of women, I guess, backgrounds are coming to you in these groups? We get women from all walks of life, yeah. from um, people that work in government, mm-hmm. <laughs> people that um, have retired, mm-hmm. um, people that have young, uh, women that have young families, um, yeah, both men and women, not in our groups, but definitely we have a, a, a wide variety of people, people just looking for more in their life, really, mm-hmm. searching for something more than outside of themselves. Yeah, which is very similar yeah. to what we have in our groups yeah. too. It's just this deeper meaning. I just, you know, there's something missing. You just can't get your finger on it. Yep. You know, yeah. yeah. It's this deep knowing that there's more. Yeah. And uh, I think all of us have been, and we've shared this previously, where we've looked at different um, uh, beliefs, beliefs or religions or whatever, and just trying to make sense of things. And then you come across something that resonates with you. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Hence Absolutely. That, um, that census result. Um, I'm just conscious that uh, we want to play a song, mm-hmm. uh, which you've chosen, Elka. Um, and as you know, we ask our guests to come for a selection of music. There's um, a bit of a window into them as a person. And for, you, for your first song, you've chosen what's also a favourite of mine as well. Um, can you tell us why you've chosen Dance Me to the End of Love by Leonard Cohen as your first song? And why is this song particularly significant to you? How long have you got? (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I've been a lover of Leonard Cohen since I was 15. Mm -hmm. When all of my um, peers were going, why are you listening to him? It's slash your wrist music. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what I loved about him was he was also a poet. And there was just something about him that appealed to me in terms of his his own self-awareness. And the reason that I chose that track is because I would like to have that played at my funeral, which some people might think is a bit more than thinking about that. But I just uh, – and he – I think since doing the spiritual work I've done with Ian and Pearl, I've really been learning to feel more. And to uh, when I li- – I love music. I can't imagine being in a world of silence. If yep. I was to l- yep. wanted to have to lose a sense, it would have to be another sense, but not, not, not my hearing. ears, not my hearing, definitely not. Um, and it just evokes a great sense of um, his passion and his um, connection with everything. Yep. No, yep. Totally agree. Mm. Well, with that, we will now listen to Leonard Cohen, Cohen singing Dance Me to the End of Love. <laughs> Hi, this is Steve Stakos, the Mayor of the City of Kingston, and you're listening to Radio Karam. Hello, welcome back. You're listening to Men With Spirit. My name is Steve Angel, and I'm here with my co-host, Peter Anthony, and our special guest, Elka Newell, from co-founder of Spirited New Beginnings, a healing hub, healing hub in Frankston. And today, we're talking about the secret women's business. Actually, we're talking about women's groups and... Elka, tell us a little bit more about the Women with Spirit group. Um, what are its goals? What's the values? And how do you operate? We operate by a set of values, which I won't go through all of them, but first of all is um, trust, truth, 
equality, um, inclusion, mm-hmm. and accountability. Well, that's interesting that you said accountability, isn't it? Um, I was off air. We were talking about accountability just recently uh, about what happened in a recent group. Do you want to share that story that you, you sure. shared with us about accountability? So, each week I set a theme for the evening, and I let people know ahead of let the women know ahead of time. And last week, this week's theme was accountability, mm-hmm. and what does that mean to you? And do you have an experience in your life? So I realise that the women have shared a lot of themselves with me, but because I'm facilitating, I don't often share much about myself. So just to go back to that story that I told you earlier in the program um, around my first marriage being abusive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, gave, I told the example of that, and I shared that my lack of accountability in that situation was not to speak up, not to tell anybody, not to stand up to him, not to stand in my truth, but just to believe I didn't have any any say or any power and uh, once I'd done some work on that and got to understand myself a bit more and understand my part in it because in every relationship it's 50-50 responsibility accountability mm-hmm. so I started to look at my part in the demise of the marriage <clears throat> and realized that I had so much unresolved anger from my childhood mm-hmm. <laughs> that old chestnut mm-hmm. Um, and I'd carried that forward into the relationship and he was a, an angry man and what I didn't really realise was that he was just being a mirror for my anger <laughs> and it wasn't until after I'd walked away from the relationship that I actually realised that and realised that I actually enabled his behaviour mm-hmm. by not being accountable. And when you shared this with the women, how was it received? They then went on to share, I think, more vulnerably their own stories. They felt more comfortable to do that. It was a, an amazing night of learning and people sharing mm-hmm. their own lack of accountability or where they could see they hadn't taken responsibility. How, lo- how long do you find when someone uh, starts in your group, do they become vulnerable and open and willing to share? Does it take time or are some people just more naturally open to do that? The women that have that have come to the group so far have been naturally wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. Not sure why, whether it's because we've created such a safe space for them to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it does comes naturally for for some more than others. Obviously, that's always going to be the case. But generally, and I don't have to do a lot of prodding to to get people to open up. They just seem to. Know. I think when they hear somebody else's story, it gives them permission to be vulnerable as well. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly parallels in, in, in with our group as well, the same Absolutely. sort of thing. The yeah. more open and honest and accountable we are, uh, each of us are, it, um, it's reflected in the other men. They take up totally. the same. Totally. set a tone. Yep. And uh, it's, yeah, very common. Well, I, sh- I shared with the group on Tuesday that I was coming on your show today and I, I said rather than me talking about the benefits mm-hmm. of our group, meeting every week why don't you tell me what benefit you're getting from it and uh, there was a theme throughout from all of them saying that um, listening to other people's stories Mm -hmm. and accountability was a big obviously because that was the most recent one we'd done but they were just blown away by the lack of accountability in various areas of their life so I actually gave them homework I said just be mindful in the next week until we meet again Mm -hmm. which areas of your life that you're not doing that and it's 
often by not speaking up, not speaking your truth, isn't it? It certainly yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, what else do you do in the... I don't want you to give away any secrets, well, right? It's not a secret. <laughs> okay. Although I really uh. do want to know what goes on. Um, what else do you do in the groups? So we start... The, do you want me to go from how we actually run an evening? Would you like me to tell you that? I'm happy to. It's not secret. It's. I think to some degree, I think it would be great for people to understand yeah, what actually yeah. happens. Because there are lots of different types of women's circles. And, but we're more about um, learning about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So an evening would run something like this. So we start the evening and people share anything if they want to share anything that's happened during the week or something they might have learnt from the last session. And then we do um, a short guided meditation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are lots of different types of meditation, but the, I find guided meditation ki- is easier to help people keep focused on the task at hand, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talk about the meditation, if anything's come up for anybody in the meditation. And then we generally stop and have a cup of tea mm-hmm. and something to eat. And then we come back and we talk about whatever the theme is for the night. And people share examples or they ask questions because they don't understand it. And, yeah, that leads, you know, one thing leads to another. And usually I have a set of questions, but I often don't get through the questions because we go off on a tangent, but the tangent's always related to the topic so it doesn't really matter yeah and we find the same things mm. a, a topic will come up or someone will have an issue and the focus and the energy goes into that particular yeah. discussion or what, whatever needs to happen that night so even though we often at the end of the night think well <laughs> we had this great thing all planned and a topic we want to cover and uh, did none of it because the circumstances were such that someone needed a bit of support or we needed to talk something through and that's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah. And, and we can talk about the structure of these groups and how they operate, but the uh, the reality is um, we can uh, we never disclose what goes on in any of the meetings. So one of the core things for both your group and ours is confidentiality, and that uh, there is that um, uh, bond between the people in the group that what goes on in that circle stays in that circle. Absolutely. We can, and we can talk about the techniques and the things that happen, but what people share stays within that group Absolutely. On, that, on that night. Yeah. The common thread I've been finding over the last few months is that um, when I ask people at the end of the night, what did you learn about yourself tonight? Mm-hmm. And most of the sharing is learning from somebody else's story. Yeah. So if that's what's happening, I can throw all my questions away because I don't need them really. <laughs> that's what's most important, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It really is. Sharing story. I mean, I think we underestimate this a lot, mm. you know, that people want to know that what's happening to them is not unique and they're not alone. And that's ultimately what's going yep. on, right? And so when you hear it from somebody else, there's this sense of relief. Absolutely. It? And you and you realise that other people might be going through similar things that you've been through, but you've never given it a voice and they just have. And it's like, wow, okay, I'm not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the andropause example is an excellent one where you know, Pearl said, uh, you know, just the number of men, and we, we've had similar discussions since that, that night where um, – the number of men that all of a sudden when it was explained, this is what andropause is and these are the symptoms and this is what happens, and there's this huge relief that mm. I'm not alone, that mm. other people are doing the same thing. Mm. So that sharing of our stories and just mutual understanding and support yep. is very, uh, very important. Absolutely very important and paramount. <laughs> How would you judge the, um, the overall success? Like 
if you had to look back to later on in life uh, with women and spirit, with spirit in particular, what would you say would be the hallmarks of success in, in this um, initiative for you? That women get to understand themselves more, mm-hmm. that they are able to share that with the people they're closest in their relationships, whether it be work or at home or family. I know at the moment that several of the women have had so many aha moments that they've taken back to their family. They've realised they've been um, operating in a certain way and that wasn't working. And then through something that they've learned in the group, they've taken that back into their family and made a change. So it can help to improve um, the the quality, the honesty, the... um, uh, the love in a relationship, totally, and uh, and to family generally, because often uh, people, uh, blokes, hear about their wives going off to circles or something and get a bit anxious about it, or yeah. and um, and women encourage the blokes to go to circles or groups or whatever, but it can have a positive effect on their relationship and uh, and the family. Yeah. Well, it's I mean one of the core values, as I said before, is equality. Mm-hmm. So, it's about supporting them to have better relationships with whoever in their life, but particularly if they're in a, a long term life partnership. Mm-hmm. I think there's you know, whilst they can't share intimate information, they can share things that they've learned. Mm. Relationship issues can be one of the driving reasons why Some, they come? Sometimes, but I mean, we've only got two women in the group who are actually in a, a partnership, okay. so it, it varies. But because everybody comes from different backgrounds and different walks of life and different stories, even if they're not in a relationship, they can still um, help support that person with an issue that they're having in their relationship as well and that's the other good thing about the group is because it's not just about me facilitating it but it's about us as a group helping each other as individuals yeah yeah Yeah. and so i guess it comes back to growing as a person yeah really being understanding who you are as a person yeah yeah and understanding your part in everything that happens you know the fact that we're all connect you know every action has a reaction so, and understanding your action and how that affects other people. That was, we talked a lot about that. In fact, we went an hour over time on Tuesday night on this topic. I guess another um, area that I want to explore with you is this sense of community because based on what you said before, Peter, about the census and, you know, um, how people are now not identifying as religious, therefore, do groups like these form a community need that, that that people have to come together are you finding that i believe so, i believe so i believe more though more so than ever now after after the last two years people have been very isolated and um feeling alone with their their life and the issues in their life mm-hmm. and i think that's why a lot of people are reaching out more to under not only understand themselves but understand that there is more out there yeah than just what they do on a day-to-day basis Mm. And and how how do you think it affects them? You know, I mean, I'm just trying to. I know what I, we've seen in our men's group in terms of this sort of feeling of a like to like coming to with, and sharing with people that you know you, there are strangers initially, but all of a sudden you realise how much you have in common and the importance of that. It's 
do you find that that's happening in your groups as well? That th- there's more, more, they have more in common with one another than they thought. Absolutely. And there's friendships that are coming mm-hmm. and connections that are coming out of that. And yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and we found the same thing with the men's group where there's been this connections outside and support outside for to help each other and it's had a major impact and a lot we've had discussions around um, this lack of community particularly through the uh, the pandemic era and what we're finding through groups like this is a coming together of like-minded people that are willing to support each other and so then there's take, a real positive absolutely yeah, and then outcome. be able to take that out beyond mm. themselves absolutely it's yeah. not just about as a small group supporting each other if you feel that way and you can reach out and feel that love for other people and that compassion for other people or take it out to others i think because of um the way that we live and the way society is we've all become very insular particularly the Mm. last couple of years Mm -hmm. and um i think if we can you know help people to actually not just grow themselves but to to grow in their capacity to be a loving person I don't think there's anything else left to do. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, absolutely. And I th- the reason I chose that song, the Leonard Cohen song, Dance Me to the End of Love, it's because I believe we're all here to grow in our capacity to love and share love. And that comes in many mm. forms, mm. not just being in love. Absolutely. Yeah. We all have a responsibility, mm. don't we? Here to help each other to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You seem... You seem very passionate about what you're doing. And if anyone could see Elka's face right now, you could see that she's beaming. And there really is a lot of love in what you want to do. What do you hope for this group? What What are your hopes and dreams for Women with Spirit? I was talking about that with, with Julia today, actually. And, and to get it out, to, and not just in the area that we live in, but to, to make it something that goes outside of Bayside, mm-hmm. um, down to Gippsland, who knows where it'll go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there is no end point, really. <laughs> no. Given there are, as you were saying earlier, Alka, there are lots of uh, men, uh, women's groups out there as well as men's groups. What makes your particular group unique and why would someone want to come to your style of group compared to someone else's? Well, I can't speak for other circles and how they run, but we're a, um, a group that's intent on helping people to grow grow in their life grow themselves and thus grow in their life so that's my main objective absolutely every week is to help people to understand themselves yep so if that's your thing women with spirit is where to go well it's not secret business really no, <laughs> in no. fact, i really want it yeah in fact i want it to be anything but secret <laughs> business <laughs> no no well hopefully after today more people would have heard about this and and if they did have an interest in it um, reach out to Elka um, and to Women with Spirit, but also to the uh, to the hub itself. Absolutely, there is there are so many great facilitators and practitioners there, and there are a lot of activities. And I know that as things build up again post COVID, there'll be a lot more there as well. Um, how much do you, how much of your life are you bringing to this group and your experiences? Do you really? Do you I'd feel? like to think all of my life and all of my experiences. Mm. Because I am who I am today because of my experiences. And I was sharing this with our group the other night. It's like everything that's happened to me is like a, a blanket. It's part of the fabric of who mm-hmm. I am. 
Mm. I don't have any regrets about anything in my life. In fact, with my first husband, if I met him today on the street, I'd actually say, come on, let's go and have a coffee Mm -hmm. and talk about what happened. And I'll talk about my part Mm -hmm. in that relationship. Mm. So I don't have, as I say to my son, who's 31 all the time, you can only have a regret if you didn't learn something from it. Wise words. Mm. Absolutely wise words. That's our story. Our life is our story. Yeah. And one of my favourite sayings from um, Ian's guide, Crazy Horse, is we didn't come here to be perfect. Mm -hmm. We came here to be better. Mm -hmm. And you're playing that part with with women with spirit, actually, aren't you? I hope so. Yeah. That's that's my goal. That's my aim. Mm -hmm. And I know that with the women that are coming currently – a couple of them, when their family say, oh, let's go and do such and such on Tuesday night, they go, no, Tuesday night's my night. It's off limits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not negotiable. Making it a priority. Yeah. 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 We're noticing that as well, aren't we, Peter? You know, just the, the, the guys making it a priority. And yep. uh, I think that's a really good thing because they're making themselves a priority. Yep. And I think that's one of the things that we find, you know, when we get really busy in life, Especially if you have children, um, totally, and it's easy to forget yourself mm. and your and your self care for you know a bit of a current word to use, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, it is all about us. It <laughs> really is, and it's not about being selfish. It's about putting ourselves first and understanding ourselves, and that way we can help other people to understand themselves as well. Great. Do you have anything to share there, Peter? No, I just uh, totally agree with what you're saying there, and I think you're. you're I was thinking, reflecting on what you were saying about uh, no regrets and learning from thing experiences in your life. And I was just thinking, uh, that's a good uh, learning for me. I think I, there, I, I do have regrets, and then I think, have I learnt everything I've learnt out of those things, and would I should I go back to people and. Um, and talk to them about it. And I think um, that's something actually I'll take up from what you've just said. It's mm. a good um, good learning for me. Speaking the tr- speaking my truth has been a challenge mm. for mm. me for most of my life. I, I think I spent a lot of my life being a people pleaser. Yeah, I can And it got, me, it got yeah. me nowhere mm-hmm. except feeling unfulfilled and not very nice in terms of my self-belief. So I've worked very hard on that. I'm still working on that. I believe I'll be working on that till I pass. But I've found is it's like we keep saying about these peeling the layers of the onion off it's uh it's a continual process of uh growth and development and uh we never we never stop well we shouldn't really absolutely it's one big onion until the day that you take your last breath Mm, mm, true. sometimes it's challenging when you think you've handled something and then another layer of that onion comes along and it's like damn yes i thought i'd dealt with that (laughs) here it raises its ugly head again yes yes but it's a learning if you can look at it that way Mm. isn't it yeah Mm. is there anything else you want to share about uh, the group or about the hub um Come and check us out. Yeah, well, why don't yeah. you tell people how they can get in touch with you? That would be good. So why, why don't you have an information night or, or some sort of function or something where you, could, where you could share some of your marvellous food? I'm throwing, this is un- completely <laughs> unrehearsed, but, you know, I reckon some of your marvellous food and have a, an open night or something or an open day at the, the hub and invite people along. And that's the best way to meet some practitioners and see what you're doing there. We should do that. We were getting geared up for that before the pandemic so thank you for the reminder we should actually do that we do actually bring in people to um give talks we Mm -hmm. just had um 
um, Betsy Sue Clark coming from Dirtscape Dreaming. Get my mouth out of the way. Um, and she's a landscape designer, but with a difference. Because she works with energy and how gardens make you feel. So that was wonderful, that presentation. Yeah, so. yeah I think you've got uh, a lot of so many good activities going on there. People need to hear about it. No, an open day. Sorry to, uh, to throw that in there. No, no, no. Thanks for the <laughs> reminder because it has been on the agenda, but yeah. that got pushed to the back because yeah, of yeah, everything yeah. that's happened in the last two years. So, that's And we're you know open to people approaching us if they want to do a talk, if it's relevant to what we do. And, and, and yours, you've got a number of rooms there, so if there are practitioners out there that um, in different modalities that could be interested, uh, that's Absolutely, we have rooms to rent. Yeah, we have mm. three rooms that are available. Mm-hmm. Good, and they would just contact you via they the website? They contact me via the website or um, via our social media. Do you want to just share those handles and yes. websites? Yep. Go ahead. Yep. Um, spiritednewbeginnings.com is our website, and it's the same name for us on social media. If you just punch in that name, you'll find us. Wonderful. Have you enjoyed yourself, Elka? I have. I came on feeling really anxious, but I've actually really enjoyed talking to you guys. Yeah. Good. Well, we've, we've really enjoyed And we've lifted the lid on secret women's business, I hope. <laughs> I hope people aren't disappointed. <laughs> I'm sure they wanted more juicy details. But no, but it, it's a wonderful thing. Um, and I, I look, like you, we're proud of the work that we're doing with the, with the groups and we're really seeing the benefit. And, mm. you know, I, I do encourage anyone who's resonated with what you've had to say, Elka, you know, try it out. Like, mm. really do Absolutely. try it out. Yeah, yeah. and it's a, the, I think the thing I need to reiterate is that it's a safe place to share. Mm. And that's been my biggest wanting to create that, is that it's a safe and nurturing space so people feel courageous enough to actually share their, mm-hmm. their truth. Yeah, good. So when does Julia Barker open or start her group down in... Uh, Gippsland, Dunedin. Probably sometime in August. We haven't actually set a date yet, mm-hmm. and then we're hoping to start another group in um, Hawthorne around that area. Okay. Yeah. Which Ex- is very exciting. exciting. It, it is. is exciting. It is good. All right. Um, I think we might be. You, you've got a particular song you want to play at the end of the show, and um, it's. Uh, before we get to that, I'll just wrap up on a few things, but it, it does go for a little while, so we might start um, moving towards wrapping up. Um, if you're listening to us live, you already know that you can listen to the show via uh, the Radio Caram app at 4pm uh, on Thursdays, mm-hmm. and you can also grab the podcast versions of the show with or without our selected music within a day or so. Just look for the uh, Radio Caram Men with Spirit uh, on your uh, favourite podcast platform. And the easiest way to listen to us is to go to the Radio Caram website. So book uh, bookmark the page, and it's uh, just check out uh, shows Men with Spirit at Radio Caram. Um, all men are welcome at our gatherings, and we are inclusive. And as you, but as you'd appreciate, it's the same with you, Elka. That yep. um, uh, spaces are limited, and in our case, we're close to capacity. So it's important to uh, please register in advance to ensure that we have a place for you at our meetings. And you can contact us via the um, Facebook or Messenger page at Men with Spirit, or email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au. 
Do you want to? I just final? want to say that the Tuesday evening group is is probably not probably it is at capacity, and that I'm looking at starting another one on a Wednesday night. Okay, well that's good to know. Mm. Okay, that's great. Congratulations! Thank yeah. you. Very good. That is exciting. Well, you, you, it's not a big group. I've kept it small deliberately so that everyone gets the opportunity to share and nobody mm. misses out. So that's good. why I'm capping it at the number that we've got now. Good. Steve, you anything, anything final to say to wrap up the show today? Other than I've really enjoyed having you on today, Elka. Um, I think the work that you're doing is is great and really needed in the community. And I think just to also reiterate that you know, spirituality does does not need to be beyond the reach of of most people. It's and and what you're teaching through this is really um, about practical ways of using information and and living life very differently to sort of reach that full potential. So um, I think that's – just just try it. I really mm. do. It's great work and you're doing great work. And Thanks, thank you guys. for giving you giving us your time on a Thursday. Um, yeah, loved having you. Thank Thanks you for much. having me. I've really enjoyed it. And thanks for the opportunity to share with you guys. That's – you're very welcome, Elka. We've been very pleased to have you. You've chosen a classical waltz as your final piece of music. Now, would you like to explain what the uh, Strauss waltz, the Blue Danube, means to you? I will. So I grew up um, in England. My mother was German, and she grew up in a family where they only listened to classical music. Mm -hmm. She was brought up going to the opera from childhood, and so we only played classical music in our house. And sometimes I despised that <laughs> because I wasn't allowed to play my music anywhere except in my bedroom. But what I realised as an adult that it gave me such a love of classical music and an appreciation. And for that, I'm grateful to her for that because we had a tempestuous relationship. But that's one thing I'm very grateful for. Good. And I chose Andre Rio because I haven't had the pleasure of seeing him live. I would love to. But his passion when he is um, conducting the music that he that the orchestra plays is just gives me goosebumps. Good. Okay. Well, it's, it's, uh, I must admit the Blue Danube. Uh, like you, I listened to a lot of uh, this sort of music when I was younger as a child. So it brings back a lot of memories. Thank you very much. And um, as always, everyone, thanks very much for listening. And until next time, be true to yourself.